Greetings, friends and fellow passionate high achievers. It is 7.14 p.m. on a Monday, so I'm really getting my head into the things that I'm looking to accomplish this week, and my focus is very much on momentum learning systems. I'm going to be reworking some elements of our website as well as uh, starting restarting an email newsletter, which is something that I have wanted to do for a while, um, but I struggle to, I, I don't know, there's something about the writing and the weekly commitment that is so much harder for me than hopping on my voice recorder on my phone and doing a podcast. I'm not sure what it is, uh, but I'm determined to figure it out, overcome it. Um, so I'm thinking a lot about uh, the origin story of Momentum Learning Systems, because that's going to be the initial emails that people get when they join the the Momentum Learning Systems email. And I, I was thinking about it a lot yesterday and today, just listening to podcasts. I was in the car a lot the last two days. Uh, and yesterday, we were listening to a podcast on the way to the Spartan race. Uh, Jim Jeffries, who is a comedian, he's hilarious. Um, one of his most famous bits is gun control. You can look it up on YouTube. And it, it's in two parts for some reason, but it's an excellent bit. Professors use it in colleges to kind of frame the debate about around gun control and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, um, his podcast is called I Don't Know About That with Jim Jeffries. And he brings on an expert. That, uh, you know, and then Jim Jeffries answers questions about the topic and, you know, they're often ridiculous. Um, some things he actually knows a surprising amount about, uh, but there's plenty of things he doesn't know. So the expert in the podcast we listened to yesterday was talking about neuroplasticity, which Jim Jeffries knew zero about. But the first question that they asked the expert to answer was, what is neuroplasticity? And I'm sure this guy is an awesome scientist and a great professor, uh, but he did a terrible job answering the question. So the topic that he is a noted expert in, he could not explain in layman's terms just what it was on a foundational level. And that's one of the key elements of where momentum learning systems developed from. So remember, my roots, our roots are in the martial arts. And uh, let me tell you, there is a lot of ego in the martial arts. There's a lot of my style is better than your style. And there are way too many teachers that are instructors that spend the majority of the class watching themselves in the mirror or talking at their students rather than getting them moving. So part of what Momentum Learning Systems was designed to help with is that challenge that happens when you're an expert that is years, sometimes decades farther down the road than the person that you are trying to teach and, and helping you figure out how to reconnect to being that beginner again. Um, the the higher ranking martial artists in our system, uh, you there'd be clinics, um, especially with the grandmaster. And I don't want to get into a whole thing. Is there's there's all sorts of shenanigans in the martial arts, but um, 
the clinics that he would run were, it was hard sometimes to get anything out of them. Um, and part of that was just that he had kind of lost touch with what it meant to be a white belt. And when we take on the role of teacher, especially if we're teaching beginners, we have to pull back the the lens. We spend so much time with the the details going deep, like looking at all of the the nitty gritty and and then also taking for granted a lot of steps that are essential that that we've chunked into like one step. Um, actually, if, for an analogy, uh, I mentioned before, I like doing country line dancing. And most country line dance songs uh, have 32 steps to them. There are 32 count dance. And then you just repeat from there. When you're first learning, you're learning 32 individual steps. And it's really challenging. And you can see beginners struggling. But as you get used to it, you start to learn that there are groupings of steps. There's a jazz box, which takes up four counts usually. There's a lindy, which takes up six counts, I believe, if I'm counting correctly. No, four counts. Sorry, just kidding. Um, so there, you go from learning 32 individual steps to learning... I'm having to do math really quickly. Eight steps are like eight counts of or eight sets of four movements. They're chunked together, basically. So instead of it being like step to the side, step backwards, step to the other side, step forwards, it's just do a jazz box. And that takes care of all four movements. And the expert forgets to talk about the individual steps and they just chunk it. And then they get confused why it's hard for people to learn. So this neuroplasticity expert tried to put his explanation of what neuroplasticity is into layman's terms and completely missed the mark. He He's talked about how when we're born, our brains are kind of growing and developing new skills like learning how to crawl and learning how to hold your head up and roll over. And those are all out of order. Um, but it was, it was using that kind of example. And then he talked about how when we get older, like if someone's a machinist, then they've spent a lot of years uh, developing the part of their brain that does things with their hands, but they haven't done as much with developing higher level thinking. So then when they get involved in you know a problem that needs higher level thinking, they're not as blah, blah, blah. And it, he just sort of rambled on. And at no point did he just simply explain that neuroplasticity is essentially rewiring your brain or forging new paths through the forest, to use an analogy. Um, I am not a neuroplasticity expert, but in loose terms, I think we all understand the idea of forging new paths or rewiring or creating new connections. Those are all very simple, concise ways to start to give someone a foundation of what it means. But he got himself so twisted up in trying to come up with examples that he basically gave a non-answer. And if I hadn't already known 
on at least on a surface level, what neuroplasticity is, I would have been more confused than when I started. And I could hear all of the different elements, the deeper elements that he was trying to allude to in his explanation. He just could not remove the expert clutter out of the way to allow himself to speak clearly to the beginner. Um, And actually, I was just listening to Actions Detrimental with Denny Hamlin, which is a NASCAR podcast. And they were talking about the difference between car owner points and driver points, which affects the championship. There's kind of these two different sides to it. And he was even recognizing that, you know, he said sometimes they play insider baseball and they forget to explain all of these nuanced things that the casual fan may not understand the difference of. And kind of like the neuroplasticity expert, he he sort of kind of tried to explain it by talking about all of these details of the current situation and how like the nine car is in on owner points, but it's out on driver points. And at, at no point did he actually explain how it works. And basically how it works is throughout the season, the driver earns points based on where they finish in races. And then the car separately earns points based on where the car finishes. So this year, Chase Elliott has been out with an injury and then a suspension, um, which is a whole nother thing. So he's missed seven races. So Chase Elliott, the driver, has more zeros on his scorecard than the nine car, which has been in every race, just with a different driver. It's not that complicated unless you're stuck in the weeds and you forget to just pick your head up and look at the field from above. And that's kind of the the crane perspective if we want to bring it back to the the five animals. And so that's that was helpful. Doing this podcast was helpful for starting to think about those origin story emails of introducing someone to what momentum learning systems is. And again, Momentum learning systems is a natural teaching model. If you're really good at communicating with others or teaching others, you're already doing this. So Scott Shepard, who's someone I've talked about before, he does all the Zettelkast and stuff, but he's also done a lot of marketing. He's an expert at marketing. At one point, he shared this 11-step, you know, he called it the 11-step exploding heart technique or format or whatever for writing um, for writing an email magnet or, or just, you know, writing a, like a little mini ebook. And I could break it down into, I could chunk some of this, like the steps together um, into the four parts of momentum learning systems. Not because Scott, like, you know, is doing anything special, not because I taught him anything, because I haven't, you know, it's simply because this is just the way that communication happens most effectively. You have to set the compass and connect people to what you're talking about. You have to give them the relevant information that's going to help them succeed. And then as quickly as possible, you need to get them interacting with the information, get them doing it, get them immersed and experimenting, get them in the lab dissecting the frog rather than looking at pictures in the textbook, because the best learning happens in a hands-on environment. And then from there, the transformation comes from pointing forwards, recognizing how this connects to a larger picture. So that's that's the same thing that 
any good book does, any good chapter in a book does, especially a nonfiction book, um, any good speech, any good ad copy is going to move you through those very simple phases. So this is just a, a natural teaching model. It's nothing that we really invented. It's just something that we recognized and are excited to teach others so that they can be more effective and shorten the learning curve. Um, so there's your, your thought for today. Whatever you're, in an ex- you're an expert in, make sure you pull your head out of the weeds every once in a while and look around you and recognize where, if you're, if you're trying to share this information, where is your beginner starting from? And then how can you pace, pace, lead them in the direction of expertise? But you have to, you have to recognize where they are and you have to give them that opportunity to go through the experience of being a white belt, of being a beginner um, and getting to, to learn it for the first time. How can you build momentum for them and, and get them moving in a direction in a positive way. Um, so that's it for today. Um, as always, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep being you.